Hi folks, welcome to the Bullshit Detective Podcast. Today I have been talking once more to Sir Ken Anderson of Felixstowe. Uh, we started off talking about sweets, or well, that was the idea. Um, it didn't quite go that way, we didn't quite stay on track, but I'll, uh, I'll leave you to have a listen, uh, see what you think, and I will catch you briefly at the end. Have fun. Oh, Good morning. There. Oh, yes. Hello. Hello. Hello, sir. Ken of Phoenix, though. Yes, that's it. How are you doing? Thank you, young David. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Pops. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. You know what that stands for, don't you? No. You're going to tell me yeah. that, aren't you? People specifically. Is that right? Yeah, Pops. Is that a true thing? Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. I know that. All right. Um, so, anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, today, we are going to talk about, well, you wanted to, actually. This was your kind of subject, wasn't it? Yeah. Was to talk about sweets. I, I certainly do, and I prefer leather ones. Leather sweets. Easier to clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, easier to hoover and all that stuff. But that's not the of... sort of sweets that you thought we were going to talk about. Well, I, I, I didn't have any... Um, predefined ideas of where this would go, Ken, given what we ended up talking about last time. Well, yes, I know. But as 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 people won't know, David, we're sponsored by DFS. We are. <clears throat> I wonder if they, do you think they've got a sale on at the moment? Uh, I think it ended yesterday. And the other one started today. I think so, yes. <laughs> Unmissable bargains. Get your get your new sofa in for Christmas. Yes. They don't say which Christmas, though, do they? It's just an endless sale, isn't it? Is it? No. You're so cynical and one so young. Really? Hmm. Or just just realistic? Yeah, realistic. Yeah, there might be a bit of noise in the background. I'm just making a cup of coffee. Oh, are you? Uh, White no sugar, please, for me. White no sugar? I thought you had something different to that before, even though I didn't did. did It was black sugar. All right, what's changed? Well, if it's dark, I have black, no sugar. If it's light, I have milk, no sugar. Really? Yeah. That's quite odd. Why is that? Well, it's to do with light and darkness. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's not, there's no rules that say because it's dark outside, you have to have a dark drink. Yeah, there is. Well, in your brain. <laughs> well, in Suffolk. Is it a oh, Suffolk thing? Don't disparage the whole of Suffolk, please. Do they all do that then? Yeah. What happens if you don't? What happens if you have milk on a dark morning? Well, you'll get run over by the number 77 bus. Right. Which is quite useful, actually, because if it was a 75, you wouldn't get to hospital so quick. Right. <laughs> yeah, assuming you, you haven't got tangled up in the wheels or something and the bus can't move. Because the sim- well. What happens if you What happens if you have a cup of cup of milky coffee on a dark morning and you're not on the number 77 route does it drive out of its way to come and run you over well there'll be any other bus that's on a certain route i can only talk talk about felix though okay. i mean if you're out at bungie or if you're out at halesworth of course it'll be different right oh, okay so it's um area specific oh this is hard work this morning isn't it, is, it? Isn't it? yeah i'm a bit i'm in a bit of a grumpy mood today actually Oh, I can't tell. 
<laughs> I am. I'm just in a bit. I'm a bit. I'm feeling a bit belligerent today. You know why? I know exactly why. why you, your, your sugar levels are low. You need. So. Yeah, you need to chew on a a Werther's original. A Werther's original. I thought we might touch upon Werther's originals, given your age, at some point. Well, all clove balls. See, I don't get that. I mean, Werther's originals. Yes. yes, absolutely. It's not something I buy very often, but every now and then right. I, go, I see them, I think, yeah, and then I'll eat the whole packet in one go. Yeah. Um, just crunch them up because you just can't help it. Oh, well, I no. can't anyway. Clove right. balls, I'm not sure. Well, I've got some cream for that now. <laughs> what, for your clove balls? Yes. Yeah. It's quite quite a nasty infection, but there we go. So I've never got got aniseed twists or anything like that. It's just like, why would you, why would you put them in your mouth? Don't you like it? Would you not drink Perno then? No. Oh, or pastiche. I'm not, not the, the whole aniseed kind of thing doesn't really do it for me. Oh, oh okay. So aniseed balls are out. I would be more, if I think back to my, my childhood years and the sweets my granddad used to have in his pocket, he would often have acid drops. What? And sherbet lemons. Oh, sherbet lemons, yeah. Yeah, which you buy. So I was gonna say, if you, you buy them in the paper bag, old yeah. school, oh, and right. then you'd you'd sort of start off, you'd just eat them out of the bag, and then after a while, particularly if it was hot, you'd end up spending most of your time trying to pick off the paper bag from the sweets. That's it. You'd have to try and lick that off first, and if you couldn't lick the paper off, you put it back in the bag, didn't you? Well, I, I would just, I would sort of make an effort to get it off. It would get too much, and then I would just eat the sweet. And the, and the paper bag. Not the whole paper bag, but just the bit that was stuck to the sweet. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I wouldn't just sit oh. there eating a paper bag. I dread... To, oh. oh, there's the kettle. Is that the whistling postman? It's the whistling kettle. All oh, right. This is high quality. This is high quality podcasting, isn't it? Yeah. In, in the flesh. Raw. Keeping it real and all that stuff. Yeah. I've got my coffee now, so you'll be able to hear me slurping on my coffee in a little while. Is it white or black? This is white, but it's night oh, yes. now, so I won't get run over by a bus. <laughs> the good thing is that when we picked our house, we made sure that we were on a bus route that goes via the hospital. Right. What, in case you made the wrong coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've, I've managed... I mean, I know my, my, my 51 short years... I mean, if this rule applies in any of the areas I've lived in, I must have just miraculously never done the wrong thing. Yes somehow it's much harder in the winter why is that then well longer longer dark days well it's not harder is it you just make a decision based on the darkness i mean what about the sort of the twilight and the you know what about when it's sort of in between or just just a dribble just a bit of milk so so there's a there's a graduating scale of how much milk you can have so of course there is have you got a, have you got to match the light outside or dark outside with your? Yeah, we have like a Dulux color chart. <laughs> a Pantone reference for yes for the time. Interesting. Yeah. Or or, or not. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a lot of people from Suffolk that will 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 send comments on this saying that that Ken's absolutely right. Yes. Yeah. There's a typical outsider, David. You're taking the piss again. <laughs> I don't understand these these kind of local ways. I've always lived in sort of in busy places 
where perhaps we don't have these these kind of things going on? Well, put it this way. When we first moved up here in the previous century, we had a three-page spread in our local paper to tell us how um, Pelican Crossings worked. Right. And we had traffic jams of people queuing to watch it working. Really? Hmm. All in sort of awe, aghast at this... Yes, this this machine. The Pelican Crossing. So Pelican Pelican Crossing, which is which? Yeah, yeah, Pelican Crossing, not a Venetia Beacon Crossing. Right, okay. Yes, they're the ones, they're the stripy poles with the blob on top, aren't they? It's strange, isn't it? They're either animal or bird-related crossings, aren't they? Why is that? I don't know. I'm just stating the fact. We, We started off with... The Venetia Beacon that soon became the Zebra Crossing. Yeah. We then had a Pelican Crossing. Yeah. And the latest one now, which we've got one just up the road from us, is the Puffin Crossing. The Puffin Crossing? What's the difference between a Puffin and a Pelican Crossing? Well, the difference is the Puffin Crossing is much more high-tech. In all seriousness, this is true. Yeah. It actually detects when people are on the crossing. Yes. So it actually um, allows time, and it does distinguish between some oink walking by and pressing the button. Ah, it can I see. sense if there's somebody there or not there. Yeah. So do you think that there's a bloke who names the type of crossing and he likes animals and birds particularly? Or yeah, so I, is yeah. there a is there a maybe a psychological reason why they call it? I mean, I can't think of one. Why they call them after birds and animals? Uh, no, no, that's a very good question. I mean, I suppose the zebra crossing obviously was to do with the fact that they were first used in Africa and zebras used to cross <laughs> them. Nothing to do with the black and white stripes, then. No, I mean, it, it does <laughs> make easy, me, wouldn't it? No, it does make me wonder actually if the world was in color, which it wasn't when these were introduced. No, whether, whether they would have been black and white, who knows? We're never going to know, are we? Well, unless we can track down. Does any of our listeners know who invented the zebra crossing and is he still alive? Yeah, you're making a big assumption that we're going to have some listeners, by the way. Um, but anyway, no, we should we should crack on as if this is as if we as if we're talking to to thousands My of people. Don't get a, don't get any pocket money until they've said, and I've made them and watched them listen to our podcasts. That's good. So we'll get how many grandchildren have you got? Uh, Eighteen. Really? Blimey! Crikey, that's, that's quite a lot, isn't it? It is quite a lot. That's quite yeah. a lot of tweets. Well, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good that it's also good though that we're going to get eighteen listeners. Yes, because that's more than I've had on most of my podcasts, to be honest. I can't get to all of them because two of them are in Australia. Well, you need to find a way. There's Skype. Well, yes, that's a good idea. You I could to, Skype listen. To, yeah, absolutely, and and emotionally blackmail them using technology, which is interestingly the last. Well, it wasn't really the last subject, was it? The last it was. was. I don't know. I'm not sure what this is about. This I'm not sure what this podcast is about anymore. Sweets. It was about sweets. So let's talk about some sweets. 
So we've had Wool- Woolworths. Woolworths. Yes. Pick and mix. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Never, Good old never, Pam. Yeah. Which is okay, but there's still nothing like going into a good old-fashioned sweet shop and buying, buying, you know, the measured amount in the little on the little scales and stuff. There's one in East Wittering. There's still a shop in East Wittering, and that's all he sells. He sells sweets. Yeah, no, I mean, no the, fags, the, no newspapers, just sweets. Just sweets, yeah. In the in those jars. Yeah, in the jars. Um, and I also remember the um, the licorice sticks, the really hard licorice sticks. They were called Bassetti. You can still get them. You can still get them in East Wittering, that's for sure, or buy them online. Oh, the right. rock hard, rock hard sticks of licorice. Oh, well, you had to you warm it up. To, or yeah, just keep chewing at it. Yeah, I think the police used them for riot patterns at one time. <laughs> quite, quite possibly. Quite possibly. So maybe that's why they don't sell them, because of the trouble that was caused. <laughs> People taking sticks of licorice down the pub in the evening and fights breaking out. Yeah, excuse me, sir. It's a stop and search. Have you got any so, licorice about your person? Well, so maybe they now just maybe they are now just um, police issue only. But what I find strange, these shops aim to recapture the days gone by. Yeah. But not with their prices. No, absolutely not. Well, there are there is a what is it? There's a there's a chain of shops, isn't there? The oldie sweetie shoppy or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, Everything with an E on the end. Yeah. Um I mean it is something like that. I mean I might be embellishing that slightly, but they do they do sell sweets and they sell jars of sweets, but they also sell um, kind of weird and wonderful things and all the American import sweets, which are oh, massively no. expensive, no. that kind of stuff. No, you don't want Hershey bars. No. And all weird flavours of, of of Kit Kats and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cat poo flavoured Kit Kat. Yeah. So do we, do we, do we... <laughs> yeah, I've never not seen that one and I'm not sure I'd want to taste it. Um, or Brussels sprout flavoured crisps that you can now get. Ah, uh, now, now, now you're talking. That be your thing, would it? Russell Sprout flavored crisps and hedgehog flavored crisps. Yeah, they have to have those. They're not a current flavor, are they? No, they're not. No, no, because uh, of the shortage of hedgehogs. Yeah, I was going to say something that I'm not going to say. What I was just going to say, actually. No, let's not go down that route. Okay. Let's not say the route of, of who the hedgehog crisps might have been marketed at. Oh right, you yes. People like me. Well, you know, I don't. I know. I'm not, I'm not going to be drawn in. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But do 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 you know how to, in all honesty, cook a hedgehog? Um, what is opposed to a, a dishonest way of cooking a hedgehog? Well, no. Yeah. Well, okay. Do you, okay. Do you know <laughs> the genuine way that you can cook a hedgehog? Cover it in mud. Put it in a fire. You got to put it. Got to put it in clay, bake yeah. it in clay at gas mark five, or one hundred and seventy degrees, or if you've got a fan oven, yeah. um, it's about one hundred and forty degrees for fifty-four minutes. It's quite a long time, isn't it? It is because it's got to be small. slow. Yeah, slow heat. So when you break the clay, all the the the, the spines come off. Yes, I get that. So yeah. do you cook? Do you have to kind of kind of gut them first? You can do, you can do, but that's quite a difficult problem. That's quite a difficult area to do because you're virtually going to have to disembowel them before you bake them in clay. And you'd need some very sturdy gloves. 
Uh, yes. So you're much better off cooking them intact and then taking the entrails out later. Which you could eat, I suppose, could you? You can do, yeah. You could where they go north where they used to go off to the crisp factories. The crisp factories? Yeah, to make hedgehog flavoured crisps. To make hedgehog entrail flavoured crisps. Yes. Lovely. So how many times have you cooked a hedgehog? Why are we talking about cooking hedgehogs, Ken? Anyway, <laughs> carry on. How many times have you cooked a hedgehog? Or do you just uh, know this from the tin? Three. Three? Yeah. Is that real? But I'm not sure they, anymore. They were dead when I came across them. So they right. were all dead. Roadkill. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, pretty but, much. They either are or they're not. Well, they're, well, they're, they're so, walking, so they're walking across the road, had a heart attack and died? Uh, yes, on not on the 75 bus route, which goes via the vets, or on a pelican or puffin or zebra crossing. Right. I'm confused by this whole podcast now. <laughs> anyway, I thought we were talking about sweets. We were going to talk about... Well, we did. We've touched upon sweets. We've gone back to sweets here and there. You see, there, 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 there we have it. There we have the conundrum with the English language. Right. Sweets. So we could talk leather sweets and sofas. We yes. could talk sweets like pineapple chunks, fruit salad, dare I say it, blackjacks. Black and jacks, we could talk yeah. about desserts. Another type of sweet. Yeah. And there, I mean, some of those have different spellings, don't they? I mean, there are the ones, there are the words that have, and I can't, I'm going to struggle to think of one, I think, but the words that have exactly the same spelling that mean completely different things. Like, yes. I'm going to Reading. I'm going to Reading to to reading the newspaper. Going to Reading to reading the newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wonderfully structured sentence. It demonstrates well, it is, our it, point. Sentence. It does demonstrate our point. To be fair. Yeah, well, I tried Although, to. The Reading would have a capital R, so that would be the giveaway. Would it? Well, so would reading at the beginning of a sentence. Well, there is that. There is that. So no wonder people are confused by our language. Reading my Reading roadmap. <laughs> the rain in so, Spain falls mainly for... on the plane. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> sweets, anyway. Ken, sweets. We've done, sweets. We've done 18 minutes of this so far. 18 right. minutes. And What's your favourite chocolate bar? Oh, I'm not a big fan of chocolate. I would always go for plain chocolate. And I think I've got two. I've got the, I like to go posh, you know, so it'll be sort of very high cocoa. High cocoa content. Yeah. Um, not 100% because that's just weird and it just sucks all the moisture out of your head. Mm -hmm. um, but sort of 80% maybe. Yeah, um, I'll, or, I'll give you that. Or there's the back to childhood Bourneville chocolate. Well, that that's an interesting story, isn't it? Bourneville, the company, or the place, uh, or both. Well, they're quite closely entwined, aren't they? Well, I think they are, or were. Yeah. What was his name? Was it Joseph? Joseph no idea. Samuel. No idea. It's got to be Joseph or a Samuel. It was a Quaker family, anyway, wasn't it? I, I have no idea. I don't really know much about this. But you're on your own here, Ken. And uh, it's. <laughs> I had 6,000 workers. Right. At Bourneville, little suburb, right. leafy suburb on the outskirts of Birmingham. Yeah. You can do factory tours there, actually. 
So the factory's still there? Yeah, the, the old fa- factory, or have they still got a manufacturing plant there? They've still got a manufacturing plant there, and I think it employs now eight people. And that's, oh, right. Is that independently owned still, or is it? Is it? I think it must be part of one of the bigger groups. Nestle or whoever they're owned by or whatever. Yeah, some some like somewhere Cadbury. along that. Um, no, I think owned by someone else and someone else. I think they are. I don't know. I don't very often eat chocolate. I'm more of a, a citrusy kind of guy. Oh right. Um, oh, so you you wouldn't have a flake or anything like that? Okay, occasionally I have a bar of chocolate. But okay. if I went into, I'd, I'd be, I'd probably go for some Haribo Tang Fastic. Oh, Haribo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, maybe we should do a podcast in, in, in child's voices, but maybe that Oh, right. Haribo speak. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good, doesn't it? We need to. <laughs> I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if this sounds good, Ken, but we're doing it anyway. Oh, okay. Um, so you're not a chocolate person. Well, I do like chocolate, but I'm not. It's not like it wouldn't be my go-to, right. to be honest. I, I like a I like a refresher chew or a drumstick lolly, um, to name a few. Anything that is kind of sharp to the taste, I like. Uh, have you tried eating knives? I haven't tried eating knives. There are people that make a living out of that, actually, aren't they? They're I mean, not are, eating yeah. them. They swallow. Well, they swallow them. They don't really swallow them, do they? They just push them down into their. Yeah, that's a good job. They probably don't swallow them. Oof. And they're probably not that sharp, are they? Let's be honest. I think they're on a spring, Dave. Do you? I do. You really? God, yeah. I've been fooled. I've been fooled by that one for fifty-one years, Ken. Well, I've spoiled <laughs> it now. You haven't, I? Do you not think they do poke them down a bit? No. Is it really as simple as that? Yeah. Oh, my illusions have been shattered, Ken. (laughs) I'm sorry, David. I always imagined they had some something special about them, which meant that they could poke a knife right down into their stomach. That'd be useful, wouldn't it? I mean, if you've got something a bit stuck somewhere down in your inner inner intestines, or or you'd eaten something that you really enjoyed and you'd like to enjoy it again. Mm, not sure on that one. Okay. <laughs> it might be a bit acidy, though, might it? Oh. So no, how did we get that... here? How did we get here? How did we get here, Ken? I well, you we said have have a lovely nostalgic chat about sweets. All right, Spangles. Spangles, yeah, I used to love Spangles. Actually, that that fits in with my, you know, my opal my... fruits. Opal fruits, yes. No longer called Opal Fruits, though. Starburst. Starburst. Although they are talking, aren't they talking about making the turning the Snickers back into the marathon? Oh, I think that's quite a long process, and it's got some time to run before we get there. Do you think so? Do you think the EU have to be involved in that? I don't know. Uh, well, well, we won't know that until after the twelfth, will we? That's true. And then all of a sudden we'll have marathons again because they won't be involved anymore. Or they might be. Or who knows? See, no, let's not go there. Let's not go politics. No. Pacers. Pacers is the other one. Pacers? Don't you remember Pacers? No. They were the same. They were minty, but they were 
I would compare I them to I... an opal fruit in terms of they were little square sweets of the same consistency wrapped in waxy paper in a packet. I think I do now. Yeah. But I, I was always a tree ball man. Right, right. So you were you were loyal to your brands. I were. Because the man who invented them. And he is Robert. Robert. Which is right. tree ball backwards. Mm. Yes, it's like TVR, isn't it? The car manufacturer. What RVT? No, his name's Trevor. Oh right. I believe. I, I heard that somewhere. So look, that could be a complete lie, and I might have just I might <sighs> have just fallen for that like I did the sword swallowing thing. Right. So Reliant Robin was named after Mr. Robin. Right. And was he reliant? Because the cars weren't very reliant, certainly in terms of just sort of staying flat on the ground. But it was because they they did have a sports car production side, didn't they? Reliant. I think it was the Reliant Scimitar. Ah, that sort of rings a bell now. Yeah, so I remember being at a car show once and asking them how they could put their name to such a fantastic at the time sports car. Yeah. No three wheelers. I've never understood what the thought process was. <laughs> what with a three wheeler? With a three wheeler with one wheel at the front. I think the intention was, and I'm stand to be corrected, you can drive those on a motorcycle license. Ah, that could be the only reason then, because it certainly wasn't around safety, was it? Uh, definitely not. Well, definitely. maybe cost, so they'd save on a wheel, wouldn't they? Mm, true, true. They, they, I never felt particularly safe in them. Well, I'm not surprised. They were inherently <laughs> dangerous. Weren't they? <laughs> well, I was hopeful all that you were going to back that up with what would have been then Department of Transport Statistics. It's easy enough for you to say. <laughs> well, the Department <laughs> of Transport Statistics. <laughs> have you been at the slow gin already? I have. No, it's the <laughs> rhubarb gin. It's the what? Rhubarb gin. Rhubarb gin, wow. Yeah. How many types when- of gins do you make? Uh, just the two at the moment. Okay. Because we've been so busy making our advent calendars out of toilet rolls. Ah, uh, yes. How's that going? Have you done today's? Well, yes, I've done today's. Oh, I'll have to go and have a look. And uh, it's going very well. And the first hundred that we made, they've all sold out. Excellent. And they, they, they retailed at £260 each. Okay, so you're in the money then. Well, they they actually, because of the production cost and our attention to detail, we we lost money on, 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 well, we'll lose money on the first 10,000. Right. Because obviously we've had to buy the forest. (laughs) Yeah. And we've had to have the horses specially trained to drag the logs out the forest. You go right back to basics with this one then. Well, they're, they're handcrafted, aren't they? There's no outsourcing going on here, is there? No, none at all. Because we know that doesn't always work. No, it doesn't, especially in sweet production making. Sweets, we're back to sweets, that's good. So if you were to, I'm going to try and keep this to half an hour, so we've got about three minutes left. So what would be your number one 
go-to favourite sweet right now? First thing that comes out of your mind. First thing, plain chocolate bounty bar. Plain chocolate bounty bar. Interesting. I like those, actually. In the red wrappers. Yeah. And what I do miss is the cardboard inners they used to come with. Yeah. Yes. I also miss, it's like with Starburst now, the, 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 the packets with the folded over ends, having to sort of pick away at those. Yes, open them. especially on a hot day again. Yeah, rather than being these sort of crimped, you know, you, but you know, the outside packet though, the ones oh, that nowadays they're oh, just crimped okay. either end, aren't they? Rather yeah. than folded over. Oh, right. It takes, yeah. the, takes the fun out of it. And, and uh, is that a sweet or, oh, we see that. There's a question. Crisps. Right. Is that a sweet or is it a snack? Um, it's not a sweet, is it? But they sell them in sweet shops. Yeah, but they sell newspapers in sweet shops, don't they? Do they? And that's not a snack or a sweet. Oh, okay. Well, we won't talk about crisps then. No, <laughs> no it's too it's too big a too big a subject to just put pop at the end of a podcast about whatever the hell we've been talking about. Now, can you remember about four years ago when a guy actually had cornered the world cocoa bean supply? He had no. warehouse upon warehouse of cocoa beans. He was trying to force the price up. So he was like the Pablo Escobar of chocolate. The Pablo Escobar. See, I'm not into my famous artists. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, he used to paint everything... In a white powder. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Mm. The well, whole world, pretty much. Sorry? <laughs> on a white the, canvas? The, the world was his canvas. Oh. <laughs> and he painted the world with white powder. Oh, Did he make much money out of it? I think so. Most of it's rotted away in holes in the ground. <laughs> apparently. Well, he was religious then. <laughs> religious? Where does that come from? Well, when the three brothers were given an equal amount of money in the Bible. Oh, yeah, I'm not not a reader of the Bible. Oh, well, one of them, uh, well, two of them did worthwhile causes with it. I think one one paid for premium LinkedIn. The other, <laughs> the other one bought some Google ads. Yeah. Made an absolute fortune. But the third one went and actually buried his his in the ground. Uh, he should have. He should have spent it on cryptocurrency. Crypto slimming pills. Crypto slimming pills. Yes. What are they then? Oh, that's oh oh. See, I shouldn't have said anything. That's what <laughs> one of my. That's what one of my colleagues is uh, working on at the moment. This is one of your new new ideas. Yeah, the crypto slimming pill is you send us a lot of money, we send you some cryptocurrency, and over a period of time the cryptocurrency will devalue and lose weight. Right. And then it will devalue so much that you can't afford to buy food anymore and you'll lose weight. Yes. Excellent. Everybody wins. Everyone's a winner. Yes. Yes. Anyway, right. We've done. We've done. 31 minutes. So I'm going to call this this to a close. um, And we are going to think of another subject and talk about something else next time because we never talk about the subject that we choose before you go i would just like to say it's been a pleasure but unfortunately (laughs) yeah yeah the feeling is mutual ken Um, all right then young david i'll see you soon until this time next week travel (laughs) yeah
not nowhere near a number 75 bus or 77 or whatever it was no 77 you want to be under the 75 bus yeah yeah okay mate all right speak to you soon catch you later bye Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. I am Dave Brown, and I'd like to thank Ken Anderson for coming on once more to this um, this wonderful episode. So, as I say, thanks for listening, and I'll see you around soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.